Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. Your word tells us that in the city of Ephesus, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. We thank you that your word is growing so mightily inside of us and your word is bearing fruit by its own inherent power. We thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Welcome, 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 welcome. I hope you have your cup of tea, you have your notebook, because we are going to enjoy ourselves in the word of the Lord. So we started a conversation a few weeks ago, titled The One Thing. This is a conversation that is preparing us for what God has in store for us. I want you to live a life of of you know a life that is defined in the scriptures jesus said i have come that you may have life that word life there is so way it means the very life of god you know when you read the book of colossians chapter 3 verse 1 it says um since we are raised with christ to a new life it says set your mind on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of, of god he says for we have died and our new life our new life has been hidden with Christ in God and when Christ who is our life appears we shall appear with him in the splendor of his glory I just like the part that says um, um, uh, when Christ who is our life so Christ is our life when Christ who is our life um, um, appear we shall appear with him in the splendor of his glory so you and I our lives are hidden with Christ in God we are one with him so on this conversation you the one thing I'm encouraging you you know to put things into perspective so that you look back to the year in December when you look back and begin to re- to make a review of the year how the year has been like you are able to put the right mechanisms in place for your review because a lot of people are reviewing look looking at wrong things the most you know a lot of people when they review the year and they build a house, they are happy. They think they are successful because they build a house. But in that house, you know, Jesus is not reigning. In that house, there is confusion, there's problems, and perpetual struggles, you name them. They look at success and said, I started a business. Those things are good, you know. Don't don't take don't take me wrong. I'm not here crashing down, you know, the things that we achieve materially. But what I'm saying is even the world, they achieve those things. I mean they are well, the worldly people sinful people uh, the the heathens that accomplish even much much more than that you know you know, I'm, I'm sure you are aware that um uh, the devil said to jesus if you would bow down and worship me i will give you you know all this wealth that you see the bible says he took him on a high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said these have been committed to me i give them to whoever i wish and he says to jesus bow down to me and worship me so that's why you and I we cannot envy uh, the world because of the things that they have. Uh, John tells us in I think it's First um, John two fifteen or three fifteen says, "Do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." So um, I know that the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and has no sorrow with it. He said to Abraham, "I'll bless you and make your name great, you know, and all that." To be blessed materially. It, it, it does you know show the goodness of god because the blessing makes us rich but we can't define ourselves by that never we can't define ourselves by that if you look at uh, genesis 128 especially in the amplified classic edition 
where the Bible says God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply. And then he said, replenish the earth and subdue it. And then in brackets it says, using all the vast resources of earth in the service of God and man. So meaning the things that God bless us, they help us, the, the things that God bless us with, they help us to fulfill divine purpose, but they should never define us because you can have material things, but be troubled. You know, you can have material things and be sick. The Bible talk, you know, look, I'm saying the Bible because I'm a Bible man. When you read about Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs is a, it's, it's a guy who died of cancer. A very, very, very wealthy, very, very, very wealthy, wealthy man. The man who started Apple. But he died with a lot of money. Money could not help him. That is why things can't define who we are now. And, and you know, I'm saying this to encourage someone. You know, you're sitting there, your relationship with God has grown. You have grown in your prayer life. You have grown in your understanding of the word of God. You have grown in your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your with your children. You know, you are in the perfect will of God, but maybe you, you do not have all the money in the world and you look at yourself, you think you are a failure. No, you are looking at the wrong things. Um, uh, one of the things that we need to understand about grace and even actually how God wants things to be, you look at the life of Christ when he was on earth. Jesus didn't come to earth to accumulate material things because he understood who he was and understood his ministry. Um, there is a man, I think it's in the book of Matthew chapter 25, if I'm not mistaken. A man comes to him and said, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus says to him, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, if you look at that scripture, you will think, oh, so Jesus didn't have a house. It means he was poor. No, it doesn't mean Jesus was poor. It means Jesus was successful. He understood who he was. You will never find Jesus Christ distressed anywhere at any time. But he was not the one who accumulated things. He was not like Herod. Herod was always building, you know, um, mansions, you know, palaces, fortresses. And that's why Jesus called uh, Herod a fox uh, living in holes. But Jesus Christ always walked in the open. He was here to fulfill divine purpose. And when he sat on that cross, it is finished. He was not talking about the material things accumulated. He was talking about the fact that he walked his purpose to the full and did the unthinkable and followed God all the way to the end. And when he said it is finished, he was saying, it was like us looking at the year we have had and, and saying, wow, the year was so successful. And yet it had nothing to do with material things, but it had everything to do with divine purpose. So be encouraged if you are listening to this and you know you are doing well. You used to struggle praying, but you can pray now. Uh, more hours you know you used to struggle reading the bible you know there are people who they open a bible and read two verses and fall asleep like snow two verses and they are knocked out and this year you know you look at 2023 you can open the bible and read the whole book of of john you know in a week yet in all the previous years combined you could not do that that's what defines success that's what defines progress that's what defines growth that you are growing in your personality you are growing in your character you are growing in your relationship with god because let me tell you that is the one thing that jesus is speaking about that when you begin to grow in your relationship with god in fact maybe on this episode let me take this close let me bring this you know home when jesus was talking about the one thing he was talking about a relationship he was talking about a relationship we appropriate him by 
you know, um, having a relationship with him. Remember Jesus said to his disciples, he says, I now call you friends. He says, you're no longer servants, you are friends. Look at the nature of friendship. How, how can you define friendship without fellowship? There's no friendship that can exist without fellowship. That is why when you read First John 1, verse 7, um, the Bible says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship, koinonia, with one another. And the blood of Christ's son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. This is, this, this is a very powerful scripture. A lot of people use this as a scripture where you confess your sins and so on. If you do First John 1 verse 7, you will not need to go to First John 1 verse 9. If you confess your sins, is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You will never get there. Trust me, you will never get to First John 1 verse 9 if you stay in First John 1 verse 7. If you walk in the light as he is in the light, you have fellowship with one another. So what does this mean? It means that when you have a relationship with Jesus that is personal, that is private, you have friendship with him, you know, you converse with him, he, you know, you are transparent with him, you are always in fellowship with him. There was never a time where there is broken fellowship with him. The, when it says, and the blood of Christ cleanses uh, um, us of all unrighteousness, it's a present continuous tense that you see there, cleanses, cleanses. It means you will not need to say, Lord, Forgive me of all my sins. Because you live in the light. You live transparent. It is not possible, you know, to find yourself distressed as a believer when you live a transparent and a life of communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the one thing he was talking about. That's what Mary was doing. She was connecting herself with the Lord Jesus on a personal and deeper level. And this is what the rich young ruler was looking for in Mark chapter chapter 10. This is exactly what he was looking for. And when Jesus said to him in, in verse 21, the last part of verse 21, and come, Jesus was saying, come, let me be your friend. Let me be your Lord. Be where I am. Let me impart myself into you. I will be the only one that can fill that void that you have. So when we talk about the one thing, because this is what we are talking about in this conversation, we are talking about close intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, there are certain things you will never understand about God. There are certain things you will never understand about your own life until you take your intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ serious. Let me say this. People who are married will understand this with me better. What do you think is the one thing in your relationship with your partner that will, that will sort out everything else, every other issue in your life? What is that one thing? If you can answer right away, it could be maybe you never attended counseling or the counseling that you attended there are some certain things that were missing. Any counseling that prepares you for marriage, that does not emphasize oneness the same way that, you know, our oneness with the Lord is emphasized insofar as our relationship with God. Remember, a relationship between man and a man and his wife, it's compared to our relationship uh, to, to, to the, the relationship between the church and, 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 and the Lord Jesus. It says to the man, love your wife. As Christ loved the church and says to the wife, um, submit to your husband as the church submit to Christ. So now let's look at the one thing. If fellowship is missing, intimacy is missing between a couple, that relationship will never stand. 
it will never stand. And I tell you now, if you become friends, you are so tight with one another, you will find that you agree about everything. One thing crosses your mind, your partner is already thinking about that. When the wife comes and says, Papa, I think we should do this. Says, hey, that's what I was thinking about. In fact, that's what I was thinking about last night. What is happening here? The one thing is in place intimacy intimacy is key if you are a christian you are not intimate with the lord jesus i promise you the holy spirit is not at work in your life because jesus you know the apostle paul in romans 8 verse 9 he says if you do not anyone who does not have the spirit of christ he does not belong to god he says you are not born again because what facilitate our our, our born again experience is the holy spirit that's what facilitate intimacy so that one thing is intimacy with the Lord Jesus. And when Jesus said, Mary has chosen, that good part is the Greek word merida, which means a portion or a share. So he says, Mary has chosen to be intimate with me. And that's what you need, Martha. That is what is needed, intimacy with the Lord Jesus. When you are intimate with the Lord Jesus, he imparts his wisdom to you. Remember, First Corinthians 1 verse 30 tells us that Christ has been made unto us wisdom from God and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. So everything that Christianity, that sums up Christianity, everything, everything is locked up in who Christ is. And when we are intimate with him, when we are one with him, that's why the Bible says Christ in us, the hope of glory. So many people confess this scripture, but until you put it in practice by being intentional and calm, just like Jesus said to the rich young ruler, and come. It starts there, and come. If you can come, if you can do what Mary did and come interested in him, listen, Mary was interested in him. Look at the first encounter that she had with Jesus. She was at the house of Simon, the, 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 the one, the Simon who was the Pharisee. When she was at his house, I think we find this in Luke chapter 7. The Bible says she said she she was she came behind him she was weeping you know she she her, her tears fell at his feet and she used her hair to wipe his feet she was interested in Jesus even when he came you know in in this text that we are looking at Luke chapter 10 when he entered she sat at his feet she was just interested in Jesus and every time you look at Jesus having a conversation with her even in John chapter 11 it's such it's it's it, it shows a relationship that is too deep and today make your relationship with the lord jesus too deep i've run out of time i want to pray for you right now if you're not born again you've not made jesus the lord of your life just make this prayer with me say lord jesus i receive you now as my lord and my savior amen and amen if you made that prayer you're born again or my brother you're my sister I will see you in heaven. God bless. Give your faith wings. Explore life with 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Do you read the Word for Today daily devotionals? We wish to ensure that your copy reaches you on time. You can now receive the booklet directly at an address of your choice or via email if you prefer. It's easy. Visit radiopulpit.co.za, select your choice and update your details. Or SMS the word DEVOTIONAL to 37871. You will receive a reply SMS with the options. Alternatively, contact client services on 012-334-1257. Standard rate supply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.